0: Hello there, listeners. Jimmy here. And don't worry, there's nothing wrong with the audio in this episode. Uh, I'm just giving you a little heads up about a new podcast that you may want to listen to. It's called Lost in Theatres, in which sisters Rachel and Ruth talk about movies that have slipped through the cracks of pop culture. Each episode, Rachel has watched one of those movies and explains it to Ruth, who hasn't seen it. You can find it on Google Podcasts, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Now on with our episode, our Christmas episode... Per devil.
1: Well, the way they pick TV shows is they make one show. That show's called a pilot. Then they show that one show to the people who pick shows, and on the strength of that one show, they decide if they want to make more shows. Some get chosen and become television programs. Some don't, come nothing.
0: Welcome to Drop the Pilot, the podcast dedicated to TV pilots that became nothing. I'm Jimmy.
1: And I am Tisto. Today we'll be discussing Poor Devil, which aired on Valentine's Day, February 14, 1973, on NBC. It stars Sammy Davis Jr., Christopher Lee, Jack Klugman, Adam West, Emily Yancey, and Madeline Rue. It is a wonderful cast.
0: Yeah, good cast, yeah. It was written by Errol... Uh, Barrett and Arnie Sultan. Barrett wrote for Batman, um, starring Adam West and Bewitched, while Sultan wrote for Get Smart and Barney Miller. Mm. So, you know, um, pedigree. Poor Devil was directed by Robert Shearer, who went on to direct episodes of The Love Boat, Fame, Star Trek TNG, and The Father Dowling Mysteries. It's, it's good stuff. It's well made. Yeah. It is, actually. So, this is technically our Christmas episode. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone! <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone! So, uh, Testo, what did you think of Poor Devil? You know, I
1: I wanted to like it. I liked parts of it. Uh-huh. Uh, I thought it was rather slow in parts, and I have mm-hmm. no idea how this would be made into a television show that is ongoing. It, it,
0: it just seems very very odd. It does. A lot of a lot of pilots are usually like an hour and a half long, and these days, like back in the seventies. If there were pilots, it'd be like an hour and a half. This is what an hour thirteen. Imagine it's like it was only it was only made to fill in like an hour and a half slot with adverts. Mm-hmm. So uh, so yeah, it's strange. And it's strange that it aired on Valentine's Day.
1: <laughs> yeah, there can't be any logic to that. Yeah,
0: I assume they they must have thought right. This isn't going anywhere. This must have been just a burn off date that the would already made that decision that it wasn't going anywhere so they on Valentine's Day. I don't know. I mean, it's got, it's got laughs in it. I mean,
1: it's not hilarious, but I think it could have been, it could have worked, I mean, one way or another.
0: Yeah, well, we were talking about this before we started recording, but I think that it would have just been the further adventures of Sammy being a screw-up and constantly annoying um, Lucifer. That has
1: to be the case. Yeah, I agree. It's not going to have Jack Klugman every time, right?
0: No, no. Jack Klugman would have just been in this one. That's why he gets let off at the end. But the whole um, – because they've set up an uh, antagonist in the form of the, the co-worker. Gino Conforti as
1: why. Yes. Yeah, he's quite good. Well, you know what? He, he I think he overdoes it, actually. I'll say that. I, yeah, I, I love him as an actor, but I think he overdoes it here.
0: does a little and they've set up a love interest as well. So I'm assuming they would have been coming back for the series proper.
1: Emily Yancey as Chelsea and she is a yeah, she's a peach.
0: Um so yeah, that's what I think it would have been. It would have been Sammy and the co worker Bly, whatever his name is, yep. and um Chelsea and uh yeah. Bly maybe trying to stop Sammy or whatever. I don't know. It would have been it would have been it would have been interesting to see. I guess yeah um because sammy davis jr in case people didn't know um briefly uh worshipped at the church of satan he tried kind of everything <laughs> he did <laughs> you knew yeah,
1: sammy tried he it did.
0: um but then it didn't last long and um he converted to Juda- judaism
1: yeah i don't know if he was born into a jewish family i don't i don't think he was no he
0: converted he converted yeah, okay, okay yeah Uh, when he was yeah, fully grown adult after he made this I think actually Um, so maybe it was the failure of poor devil that caused him to (laughs) um, no longer be enamoured with the church of Satan (laughs) (laughs) right so we're going to go through the plot Um, I have written up a plot uh, I'm not reading it off anywhere else. I've written it myself, so it may be a bit over long, but I'll try not that to can't make be too it too long. long. There's not much plot there. <laughs> no, there's not, actually. There really isn't. I, I did truncate quite a lot of it because it's easy enough just to, you know, um, skip over a few things. Yes. But, anyway, we open up on a guy who is up to no good, unaware that he's been watched by a receptionist in hell. You know, as, as happens sometimes. Sure. She calls her boyfriend Sammy in the furnace room on the phone and tells him that he was right about the man on the screen. Initially reluctant to leave the furnace room in fear of getting into trouble with Lucifer, Sammy magically teleports um, to be with his girl, Chelsea. See, there's a lot of sentences here I never thought I would ever say in my life. <laughs> Pistol. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bernie, the man um what's his full name burnett j emerson yeah i think it's called bernie so bernie's easier for me (laughs) today um uh, he's really bad at breaking into a department store where he works so sammy thinks it would be a good uh perfect opportunity to get him to sell his soul and uh, get back into the good graces with lucifer
1: yeah, apparently Chelsea watches one human at a time <laughs> for this kind of thing on a big screen. It is completely impractical.
0: Yeah, it's it's weird. But I think maybe she had just saw that Bernie was there and then just enlarged the screen because she knew that that was of interest to Sammy, I assume. But uh, Okay. You know, it's like if you're watching a load of screens and you go, all right, you know, that one's interesting to me, I'll bring that one up and watch that.
1: Yeah, the so, reception area looks great. It's it's marvelous nineteen seventies sort of uh, yeah design.
0: The hell stuff's quite good. Yeah, set design. Mm-hmm. It is. It looks like a a a, um, a red airport. It does. Yeah, <laughs> waiting waiting wait, wait area.
1: It's. Um, it's really good. You can almost hear that conversation. What would hell look like? Probably an airport, I guess. Yeah. There's there's <laughs> announcements and everything. You know, and, and Apparently, they have a lot of people who sell their souls to the devil because there's a repeating announcement to that effect. Like, <laughs> people here on seven-year contracts have, have to have a certain form.
0: Yeah. And we see that as well because later on, there's like everyone in San Francisco is there because they've sold their soul. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> there's a whole bunch of them that help. Yeah. Yeah. After much persuasion and a lot of bullshit from a co-worker, Bligh, Sammy is allowed to go up and convince Bernie to sell his soul in exchange for revenge, uh, given he got passed up for promotion for 25 years. Right, so the opening scene with Chelsea and then the Lucifer and all of that, it goes on far too long. Oh, it is.
1: Yeah, this the opening is like 20 minutes long. It's ridiculous.
0: We're watching people watch a man on a screen <laughs> for about 10 minutes. <laughs> um after teleporting onto bernie's bed while somehow not getting the crap kicked out of him (laughs) sammy Sammy convinces bernie to talk to him in the living room magically disappearing in the living room not at all phased by a man in his house teleporting bernie hears sammy um bernie hears sammy out but is not interested uh the next day bernie visits his boss dennis played by adam freaking west
1: yeah that's great it was a wonderful choice
0: it was. It was so good seeing him in this. Who got uh, the promotion instead of him? Dennis, ah, uh, that's his name, Dennis. Dennis tells Bernie he must work overtime due to it almost being Christmas Eve, and a sad Bernie agrees. See, Christmas episode. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yes. This, this is
1: great because this kind of thing happens in Christmas movies all the time where the mean mm-hmm. boss says you have to work overtime, whatever. And it's wildly unreasonable. But this time it's actually very well motivated because Dennis thinks he's going to get lucky with Bernie's wife. So he needs Bernie to be busy. It's terrific.
0: Yeah. Plot wise, it's actually quite, that's quite good. Yeah. The, 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 the thought about that. Because we're just thinking he's just an arsehole for getting Bernie to work late. But, but he, he has ulterior motives, which you'll find out later. Right. Um. Yeah, it's quite clever, actually. After being convinced by Sammy that he if he was to sell his soul, he can buy his wife lots of nice things, Bernie returns home at night to see his beloved wife Frances kissing his boss. Unseen, Bernie slinks away and doesn't catch that the kiss is non consensual, and Francis slaps Dennis and tells him that she wanted to talk about Bernie not having an affair. I'm glad that that wasn't long and, you know, drawn out. Right, yes. Yeah, that we find out at the end the same as Bernie does. Um, it's good that we find out straight away that Francis is having none of Dennis's shit. <laughs> <laughs> and she slaps him, so that's good. But Bernie's reaction is
1: something that the first thing that kind of really threw me off because his reaction is, "Oh, I sh- I'll kill myself." Yeah. Inst- instead of, "I will go ahead and sell my soul to the devil," <laughs> and yeah. and and I'll enjoy myself for seven years. I mean, it was is a. I mean, his motivation is that he wants to sell his soul to the devil so he can have a better job. He wants... He still wants a job.
0: (laughs) Mm, I know. (laughs) He could have anything he wanted. He could have a mansion and millions of dollars, but he still wants this job. (laughs) Yeah, he just wants to be the head of accounting. (laughs) But I think that's quite good, though, like, character-wise. It shows that he's not greedy. Right, and I would... And I think that would be great if the
1: devil characters commented on it amongst themselves right like, okay look, yeah. look how dumb
0: this guy is all he wants is a better job yeah no that's true if it was mentioned yeah if it was ridiculed a little bit outside bernie decides to come south by the tram line as this would invalidate their agreement bernie tries to uh, sorry uh, sammy tries to talk him out of it by saying he now has the power to get revenge on dennis bernie agrees and gets up off the tracks
1: that, that's another That's another part that bothered me. Surely, mm-hmm. if he kills himself, at least according to the Catholic doctrine, that that's a cardinal sin, and he, he ends up in hell anyway. I don't think that was thought through very well. It's just no, not a very good motivated subplot.
0: True. But maybe, I don't know, maybe if the deal with the devil was invalidated, then heaven sees that and takes him. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> The deal is that if Bernie doesn't get exactly what he wants, exactly what he wants, he gets his soul back. Remember that. (laughs) That is another
1: (laughs) terrible aspect of the plot. That is not a good way. Uh, Obviously, well, we we should maybe this is the moment to say this is essentially a retelling of uh, the Faust story from Goethe. Uh, and it mm-hmm. probably goes back even earlier. Uh, Christopher Marlowe wrote, wrote uh, Doctor Faustus. Um, there are, there's uh, the Devil and Daniel Webster. I think a, I think it's a Irving Washington Irving story. I think. Um, and oh. it, this has been done a number of times. You're going to sell your soul to the devil. It's it's a very famous thing. It usually has two endings. In the old days, and in the, in the old days, this is a bad person who wants to sell their soul to the devil. So he ends up. Yeah going to hell because he deserves it right but in more modern tellings he usually gets out of it by some trick and it's a it's more comedy it's more uh it's all clever that's neither one of those things happens here (laughs) Mm -hmm. it is he is the most passive bernie is the most passive kind of character there you ever saw he like he barely wants anything, and he barely asks for anything, and uh, and then the, th- the one thing that he asks for, he just reverses it. it it's just kind of nonsense. It, 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 that's problematic, in my opinion. That's the heart of my problem with the uh, tale.
0: Well, I, uh, you say that, but I think that Bernie's motivation for reversing it shows that he's a good guy. Yes, absolutely,
1: and um, that he deserves to be let off. Except that, again point of making a deal with the devil story is that you outwit the devil or you don't and neither one of those things happen he just gets let off
0: well it's not claiming that this is that though it's just i mean it's loosely based on it it's not like <laughs> strictly following the rules of it of faust you know it's not doing that sort of thing my point about that is it's not there's no point in telling a deal
1: with the devil story unless you either go to hell because you're a bad person, or you get off because you're more clever than the devil, right? It's but, the, you know, devil went down to Georgia, devil went down to Georgia story as well. It, like, there's no, there's no point to the story if the devil just lets you go.
0: <laughs> Does it make sense? Well, but this is a pilot, so <laughs> uh, okay, I, all right. you know, I mean, maybe can that,
1: later, I suppose. Yeah, I'm but assuming this that would be a strong later. story. Yeah, it's not a strong story.
0: No, I agree with you there. Okay. But I just don't think that that they had to follow those rules for this um for this pilot in 1973 when they were, they were clearly yeah. hoping to get another few episodes they, out of it. They weren't more creative
1: than than the traditional way of doing it. No, that's the problem.
0: No, I will okay. say although but Sammy DuVautour is fabulous. Sammy Davis Jr. is really good in this yeah he 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 seems as though he's having a blast yeah yeah and I like that when you can tell a performer is really enjoying what they're doing I can't remember if I ever saw like an
1: actual Sammy Davis Jr. movie except where he was sort of incidental you know he might have been a guest star on Love Boat or something like that um so it was this was kind of a revelation to me. And and I, I, he, there's a kind of a lot of um, Jerry Lewis in the character, I think. Obviously, no, they, okay. were, they were well known to each other. They were friends. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, I don't think I've seen anything, really seen anything in Sammy Davis Jr. either. I haven't seen any of like, the Frank Sinatra stuff that he was in.
1: Oh, yeah. the, Robin and the Seven Hoods and
0: stuff uh, like that, Ocean's Eleven,
1: that. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like,
0: never cared okay. for that sort of thing growing up, yeah.
1: so. He's in the Cannonball Run movies. uh,
0: Oh, right. I have then. There you go. But again,
1: he's incidental to those. I mean, he's just one of of the guys in those.
0: Yeah. With Dean Martin. That's right. Yeah. He's part of that ensemble. Um, But yeah, I don't think I have seen any of him. This is probably the first starring role of Sammy Davis Jr. that I've seen. Mm Mm-hmm. So, and he's good. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Bernie decides to rob the department store of every single piece of merchandise. After getting ideas from the likes of Al Capone and Bonnie and Clyde, <sighs> Sammy puts the plan in motion. How do you like that scene, by the way? He's got Blackbeard
1: in there. I didn't. And they all give him this weird, outdated advice. Yeah, it's, it's a very odd scene. And,
0: and it dragged. Uh, they, they could have cut that scene out and it would have shortened the runtime and meant absolutely nothing to the got, plot. Yeah. But it didn't have to be there. Sammy uses many local people who have also sold their soul Sammy uses many local people who have also sold their souls to the devil, including Bernie's father in law, uh, played by an actor who looks the exact same age as Jack Klugman. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> I don't know how old Bernie is supposed to be, um, because he's he's called young at one point, and so is um Sammy. Although Sammy's, like, hundreds of years, thousands of years old or whatever, but he's still called, like, young. So I don't know. um, And he's been
1: working on this job for 25 years, so he's got to be in his 40s. He's got to be mid-40s,
0: right? He has to be, yeah. But that actor who played his father-in-law just looked the same age. He didn't look (laughs) any older. Um, It was strange. Right. Sammy gives Bernie a watch to recognize his dedication to the store, which he puts on his wrist. That's a plot point. That's a plot point, folks. Uh, after all the stuff has been moved to Alcatraz Island, Bernie starts to feel bad. He knows innocent people will suffer for his crime, not least the employees he calls friends. It's around here that Dennis has left a dinner party and went to the store to see it empty. That's actually quite good acting from Adam West when he goes in and sees the store's empty. Um, I like his sort of shock and... um, but then he goes back to being Adam West when he goes to the police station. Uh, <laughs> he goes to the police who accuse him of drinking but he manages to convince the chief to let two cops go to investigate. Right, let's talk about the scene in the police station. <laughs> There's a woman who's reporting an assault. Yeah. And it's a very outdated joke. <laughs> uh, 1973's, uh, yeah,
1: 1973's uh, Yeah. yeah.
0: Because um, would you like to tell the listeners why well I don't I, I don't remember the exact
1: dialogue but uh, no. he, he's like yeah yeah you know, you know, I'm dealing with this lady okay I'll go back in. and she'd you know, like tell me about being assaulted in the park and then hmm. and she, I forget what she tells him but then at the end she says you know if you find him I want to see him again
0: yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's not good 1973 what the fuck were you doing yeah
1: uh, I did love the joke about uh, when the cops ask him, "You know, have you been drinking?" And he goes, "Of course I've been drinking." Yeah, <laughs>
0: I found that very funny. Yeah, it was. It was funny, and the delivery was great. Yeah, Adam West, man, he was one of a kind. He really was. Um, he wasn't. He wasn't a great actor, but he knew he wasn't a great actor, and he just sort of. Played into that and just you know went for it. <laughs> well, I mean, this is the perfect kind of role for him, right? The guy exactly. has to be
1: a little bit over the top. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we
1: wouldn't. We, unfortunately, we would not probably see him again because he, you know, we wouldn't. We would never see him again. He would only be in this episode.
0: Yeah. No, he would have been. Yeah. Unless he turned up for some odd reason, because I mean, uh, Jack Klugman could have turned up again at some point because if it was going to be set in San Francisco. I don't know if it would be. It'd be a bit strange if it was going to be San Francisco in every episode. No, be, yeah, the next episode would be uh, in Warsaw, Poland. And
1: yeah, then, <laughs> <laughs> it could have been Liverpool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: it could. Yeah. It would be great having one in Liverpool and having a lot of Americans trying a, a Scouse accent. That would have been a, <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> um, with the help of Lucifer distracting the cops to buy some time. Sammy and Dennis manage to get everything back. Well, almost. Uh, Dennis is let go as he feels he is needing to seek help for his delusions, and Bernie gets his job. Did you? How did you feel about the fact that Sammy? For, I mean, he says you, know,
1: you can you get anything you want, and then he says, "I want to rob the store in one night." And then Sammy mm. goes, "That's impossible. It's just a stupid like. Well, what good are you then? <laughs> what other kind of what other thing? kind of things uh, am I going to ask for?" Um, oh, no. But then he comes up with the idea of uh, of uh, using other people who have sold their souls to mm-hmm. rob the store. But wait a minute, doesn't I mean aren't they in the same position? They, can't they make the same demands? Like what? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, well, they're not slaves, right?
0: Well, they could say one of them could. Uh, yeah, it would have been nice to be like one of them said, "I demand not to do this. Bye," right. and then just yeah, walk out. <laughs>
1: Or maybe they had already no, they're not they haven't already sold their souls because the father in law's still alive. These are people who are still alive. And not they're not at the end of their seven years. I don't know. That was a weird they're not at the end. a weird choice.
0: Yeah. Because he could have had
1: imps, he could have had little devils or something like that. But of course, then you don't get the joke of the you know, I won't yeah.
0: tell if you won't tell, that kind of thing. Yeah, because the father in law bit comes back later on as well. Oh. When um Francis says to um Bernie that our parents are coming for dinner and her dad bought her mum like a really expensive mink coat. Oh. So the implication is that he got that from <laughs> he got that from Lucifer. Mm-hmm. He didn't buy it. So, you know. Anyway, we're near the end of the plot. <laughs> um, as they talk about Sammy being with Bernie for seven years to make sure he gets everything he wants in exchange for his soul, Sammy realizes that Bernie is still wearing the watch that he gave him. This invalidates agreement is not everything he wanted is back in the store well um, he's
1: he's wearing a watch that his boss gave him and there's like a little confusion because he's like uh, my anniversary 25th anniversary was like a week ago or whatever and the boss says no you didn't get on the on the payroll that's after the um they get everything back at the store oh I thought he refused I
0: thought he refused the watch though from Sammy. He wasn't. He never wore the watch from Sammy. No, he 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 got the watch off Sammy in this in the shop in the store when everything was getting taken away. Okay. And he and, and that's Sammy is sitting on the desk next to him, and he sees, sees he sees the watch. Sammy opens the watch, and then he, that dawns on him that I gave him the watch, and he checks his arm and sees that the watch is still on Bernie's arm, the one that he gave him from the store. Oh, he, I thought he
1: was wearing the. Okay, okay, okay. I was confused. I thought he was wearing the watch that his boss gave him. But you're right. No. He's, the, the, the That bo- that watch is in the box. Yeah,
0: okay. Yes, because the watch that Sammy gives Bernie is just from the store. From the store, he's it's not engraved or anything. Right. So Sammy was just being nice, and he just took a watch and then just say, "This is for your dedication." Um, and it's it's a tad confusing, but there we go. That's that's what it is. Um. Lucifer appears, although Bernie can't see him, and he chastises Sammy for his incompetence. They leave, Sammy's back in the furnace room, and Bernie got what he wanted. His job, more money to take care of his wife, and the knowledge that Francis didn't cheat on him. The end.
1: Yeah, so he gets the job that he wanted anyway. Yeah. uh, Even though Sammy just completely let him off the hook by saying, oh, we didn't put the watch back, so you get off the hook you don't you know you're so yeah i don't know that was lame in my opinion
0: well it makes sense though from what we've been hearing throughout the episode about like uh, rules and all that and that lucifer's really quite strict in the rules well it would have made i would have been very happy
1: if it was bernie who said wait a minute i'm still wearing this watch you didn't put this watch back. I get out of my contract. And Sammy went, Oh no.
0: Right. In yeah, he's, he's not unhappy, but. So you still want Bernie to be the one who outsmarts the devil. Then is that what yes. you're saying? Right. Right. That's not Bernie
1: though. Or, or Bernie's wife could be, we could bring Bernie's wife into it and like, yeah, true.
0: She could right? find it, figure it and out. She yeah. She could be the one. That would have been good. Yeah. That would have been good. She could have figured it out and then outsmarted the devil. Yeah. That would have been good. Give Francis something else to do other than slap Dennis in the face, which was great. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, because that's not Bernie, I wouldn't say. Okay. I like I like the fact that Bernie doesn't outsmart the devil. I like the fact that it's just it's shown that he is a good guy all the way through. And, you know, he was just at the end of his rope. But, yeah. No, I understand, though. Yeah. It would have been better if it was someone else other than Sammy
1: realising... And maybe each episode of the show is
0: 400 years later. <laughs> <laughs> Every 400 years, um, Sammy's allowed out of the furnace room. Yeah, he's allowed out the furnace room to uh, to try and get a soul, and he keeps messing up and going back to yeah. the furnace
1: room. Episode two is 2373,
0: or, or like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Going back to what you said earlier about not knowing how this would go into a series i do agree with you because if you think about it how is lucifer just going to let sammy go up onto earth like once uh once a week to go up and try and get a soul yeah it's it would have worked better if somehow adam west
1: got tricked into into signing and and then christopher lee was like aha Okay, Sammy, you're you're back in my good graces for now, you know, and then we could go on. But uh, that's requires some extra machinations that didn't happen.
0: Yeah. Well, imagine that. if, I mean, it doesn't ha- it doesn't have to be that. Though, to be fair, it doesn't always have to be the deal with the devil a week per week thing. Oh, that's a fair point. Sure. Yeah. It, it could be like just adventures of Sammy down in the. You could get into lots of trouble down there, you know. Episode two is that Bly keeps
1: stealing Sammy's lunch from the office refrigerator. I would watch it.
0: <laughs> I would watch that episode.
1: <laughs> episode three, Sammy and Chelsea go on a picnic.
0: Yeah. Imagine that this may have been more suited to like a 30-minute sitcom. Uh, Yeah, it probably, yeah, the later episodes certainly would be, yeah. Yeah, you know, not this pilot, but like a a half-hour sitcom sort of deal. Sure. Unless they weren't going for the soul of a week type thing, which wouldn't really make sense. (laughs) But... (laughs) why would they let Sammy up once a week? Sammy Davis tries to get, uh, uh, like,
1: uh, like, love boat uh, guest stars. Uh, Sammy Davis tries to get, uh, you know, Betty Davis to sell her soul. <laughs> Just yeah. keep bringing in old actors. <laughs>
0: oh, that would See, that would actually be really good. Donna Beachy. <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. And maybe because they have got, like, Dean Martin for an episode, you know? <laughs> That'd be amazing. Uh See, doing this podcast, it's like there's so many of there's so many of these that I just don't know if I would like to see them again. But I would like to see this again. <laughs> it's not great, but I, I quite like the world building. Yes, um, I like I like the I like the the look of hell. I like the characters. Uh, Christopher Lee is the devil, as you know amazing it's just you know get Christopher Lee as the devil why not so like let's talk about the cast a little bit then since we like to cast Jack Klugman um when did Quincy start oh that's a fair question um yeah was that like 77 well when did the odd
1: couple start uh odd couple was 1970 to 75 so this was in the middle of the odd couple wow and Quincy was 76 to 83
0: yeah Oh, so he left the Odd Couple TV show. When that got cancelled, he just went straight on to Quincy the following year. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. Good yeah, for him. Good point. Yeah. No. So how long did
1: Quincy run for? Uh, till 83, so... Geez. Seven years. Seven years.
0: Yeah. I used to love that show as a kid. I watched it a lot, yeah. Yeah. And Sam, his assistant, yeah. It was really good. I just remember the, the opening titles... Where you think, the opening credits where you think he's um, examining a body. Well, he is, but it's an alive body. (laughs) It's a girl in a bikini, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, get it, Quincy. You know what I mean? (laughs) I I watched
1: uh, quite, it's been several years now, but I watched the first episode of Quincy, and it's like, wow, he's got like
0: five girls. This is a little unrealistic. (laughs) It is. It is. Love Jack Kongman and everyone, but come on now. Come on, he would have been in his 50s. Um, But, yeah. Anyway, and Chris Lee. um, Is this not... This would have been around about the time of The Wicker Man. 73, it would have been, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Um, And I think he did... He was still in movies. I don't think he was a big television guy, Chris Lee. Yeah, Wicker Man was uh, was 1973, released. Uh, And I don't think Sammy Davis Jr. had another TV show after this. I guess would have been probably not though. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but he did guest star on a bunch of TV shows.
0: He did, yeah. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't give him. I don't know. I mean, did they have a variety show at one point? I imagine he would have. Uh, it seems like everyone did.
1: Yeah, that's a fair question. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise yeah, me. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but I don't know for sure. Um, the Sammy Davis Jr. show, actually, yes. <laughs> one, epi- <laughs> oh,
0: one episode. There was one. <laughs> it was probably a pilot. We did to find it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, you find it to watch it? Yeah, he did. I guess they were like TV specials, so because he also did Meet Sammy Davis Jr. and right, uh, okay, stuff like that.
0: Right. Uh, so, do you have anything else to add about um, Poor Devil? Um, other
1: than to uh, once again flaunt my English degree, uh, English literature degree, and, and say that uh, Goethe did it better. Uh, right. No. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Marlowe as well. <laughs> I guess, right. yeah, Goethe uh, uh, Faust is not uh, English literature, obviously, but uh, Christopher Marlowe. is.
0: No. Uh, so, that's all we have time for. I'd like to thank Testo for joining me once again to talk about another pilot from the 1970s. Um, I'm doing a lot of 1970s ones lately and I think I have to sort of go out of the 70s. It's a, it's a rich field. It is, though. It really is. And you can't really find many recent pilots online anyway, so the ones from the seventies and eighties, uh they're all there. So um uh, if you'd like to follow the pod- podcast it's at drop the pilot pod on Twitter. Shiftedbench is the website. Contact at shiftedbench dot is the email address. Uh, where can people find you on the internet Tisto? Uh they can find me
1: at tisto.com t-y-s-t-o.com and also Tisto Zarben on Twitter.
0: Excellent Thank you all for listening, and we'll speak to you all next time. Goodbye. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas!